There's something that I believe strongly about the Lord. And it's this simple truth. It's that when God brings someone into a new place in life, whether that's a completely new circumstance or location or you graduate or you enter into a new season, maybe in your role you become a husband, you become a wife, you become a mother or a father, you work a new job, you are responsible for something, that any time that God brings us into a new place physically, God is simultaneously bringing us into new places in our heart and in our faith. In the same way that you would explore a new territory and place in your life and a new responsibility, so God explores new avenues of your faith that haven't been touched before. Very rarely will God call someone to a season of life that they feel capable to do on their own. Amen? We see this throughout the Bible. God constantly calling and challenging people to stand in the gap and to enter new places that they felt unequipped for, that they felt like in their own current situation and own current faith that they were not able to manage. And yet God, in his understanding of that beforehand, still calls people to that in order to increase their faith and to draw them closer to him. We see that in this story with Joshua. Joshua, as many of you know, was the successor to a great man named Moses. If you don't know who Moses is, he was a man called by God to lead the Israelites, God's chosen people and nation, out of the bondage and slavery of Egypt. And for 40 years they wandered in the desert. Yet God's ultimate plan wasn't just to bring them into a desert, but it was to bring them into a promised land that they would inherit forever. It would be described as a land flowing with milk and honey, a beautiful place and a beautiful home for God and his people and his family to dwell. God would consistently say, I will be their God and they will be my people in this place. And so we enter into God's story at the end of these 40 years and Moses has passed away. He was the leader of them this entire time. All the Israelites had known was Egypt and desert living at this point. And yet we enter into the story at this pinnacle moment where the Israelites are on the edge of the land. Moses has passed away and their 40 years of desert living has finally finished. And this is what the word says. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river of the Euphrates to the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. And no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. And as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Now be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips Meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Can we say amen together to God's word? This is distinctive of how God is that first he would come to Joshua and the first thing he would tell him is Moses is dead. Now this is not unknown information um, at all. It wasn't like, really? I thought he was alive. But I think in more aspects of the word, the Lord was telling him that this season of life that you lived in and that you understood had now passed. Our God is many things and many good things. But one of the things God is, is that he's a God of sending us into new seasons of life. Life is filled with all kinds of different seasons, as many people will tell you, whether it's the circumstances you're in, whether it's the people surrounding you, or whether it's your own roles yourself. Yet, God has a way of not necessarily being more prevalent in one season over the other. God is faithful in every season and from season to season, no matter what it may look like. And so for God to come to Joshua and say that Moses is dead is to come to a people that have known nothing other than serving under Moses or slavery and say, that season has finished. You understood life. You had a worldview that was shaped like this. You had a faith that was shaped by living in the desert. And now it is over and a new season has begun. Now, whether you're a senior or a parent or even just a student in the room, This applies to everyone because we're all human and we all understand what it's like when seasons in our lives that we have grown accustomed to, we have grown comfortable to, memorable seasons at that have finally come to a close. And yet oftentimes it can seem like our relationship has been dimmered with God or maybe we don't fully understand what faith will look like in that season. Yet we believe and I believe that when God brings us into a new season, it's only to build our faith even deeper. We as a youth department believe that college and young adulthood, uh, being a young adult or an adult is not a time to be afraid of in your faith. We believe it's a time to embrace your faith even more as you have the responsibility and the ability to give more to God in your life. Amen. Many of you seniors are very excited to go off to college for the independence. Amen. To set your own schedule, amen? <laughs> Parents are like, no! <laughs> but it's, it's interesting that when it comes to college and when it comes to work and it comes to young adulthood, whatever aspect you are taking because you're coming from a lifestyle that has been built around the school calendar, amen? You're like, maybe. Parents are like, yes, it has, you know? You're accustomed to going to school every weekday and coming back at the end of the day. You're accustomed to seasons. You're accustomed to having summer off. You've grown up in this way, and now you're ending into a new season where that can all change. As well as independence and responsibility is given into your hands where you're able to make more choices about who you are. You get to make more choices about your faith, about what kind of person you want to be in this life. And in that, you're entering into a whole new season Yet, oftentimes, we can be afraid of that and say, I don't want that. I don't want to fall away from the Lord, or I'm not sure what's going to happen to my faith. And trust me, you will have questions about faith. You will be brought to places in your faith in the next few years for the rest of your life where you're going to say, God, I don't get this. God, I thought I knew, 
about this. I thought I knew this about myself. And yet, those are often the places that God intercedes and proves himself and builds something within us in a whole new way. Amen? I um, had a couple just really quick things, um, points. One of them that I was able to get up. Angela, if you want to put that up, it's um, God has a way of deconstructing our faith in certain seasons only to build it up even stronger. See, when you grow in the Lord, you have an understanding of the world, you have beliefs about it. Maybe you don't know certain things about the world, and that's your stance. But God has a way of coming in and not only building a new foundation, but building something even greater there. And yet, I want you to throw up that first slide. I was able to get these two. This is the first one. Now, maybe if you've watched HTTV on a Tuesday, you recognize what this is. This is a small house. Um, these are becoming very popular around the world, um, around the U.S. And one of the things that's interesting about that, I want you to imagine this for a minute. I want you to imagine that you didn't ever live in a house in your life, and that was the first house you saw. And you thought when somebody says, do you live in a house? You go, yes, I do. And that's what a house is. It's no different from what it is. So your understanding of what a house looks like, built looks like that. Looks like something that you could hook up to your Toyota. Amen? <laughs> and now here comes God into the picture and he says, I'm going to tear some stuff down so I can build something even greater. And you're like, I don't think so, God. I don't think you, you no, you can't do that. You can't take away my house. But let's say somebody did give it to the Lord and they tore it down and they were able to build a greater foundation. They were able to build a house like this. You want to put up the next one? Able to build a house like that. That's my condo, by the way. So, if you guys ever want to swim, come on over. So, they pay youth pastors well here, you know? Um, you know, so often when we think about faith, we don't think about that and what God is building. God has a picture in mind for your faith of what it's going to look like fully as a man of God or as a woman of God. And oftentimes in the seasons that we're in, we're the tiny house, and our faith is limited. We think this is what it is. It is what it is. There's no other way to change it. But God takes pride in coming in and saying, I want to deconstruct certain things of your faith so I can build it up even more. The minute we think that our faith becomes deconstructed, maybe it's by a new season of life that you move in, and you're like, I understood following Jesus this way. Now I'm not very sure. We think that something is regressing when really... God is just deconstructing to build something greater. For someone who personally grew up in this church, I thought I knew a lot about faith when I graduated high school. My first two years of living on my own, I discovered things about myself and things about this life that I was shockingly surprised to know existed that were a part of me the entire time I was growing up through high school. But they were things that I could have never discovered unless I went out on my own and began to own my own life. But the beautiful thing about that was, as things were being deconstructed in my life, my understanding of myself and the world around me, and ultimately Jesus, something beautiful was being built up in its place. And that's the beauty of a situation like this where Joshua is in a place where Moses is dead, and there are plenty of questions about the unknown of the new season, an uncomfortable one. Yet God gives these promises that you can always hold to no matter what the season is. 
And I think that's the beauty of serving a God who transcends all seasons is that if you're only serving God based on circumstances in the season, whether that's I'm going, I follow Jesus because my parents make me go to church. I follow Jesus because my friends only do or because life is going good. Then your faith will die with those things as well when they begin to change. But the beauty is that we have a faith that is eternal and those seasons may change. Our faith continues to grow stronger in a God who will always remain. Amen. So when you look at this passage, and this is the word that I just wanted to share with you guys. God says a couple specific things for all of us, no matter what season, that if we do and that we pursue him in, no matter what happens, you will always find the Lord and you will meet him in that season. And it's simply this. Remembering that God will never leave you or forsake you. God will never, ever turn his back on you. That's a promise I can guarantee because he is faithful and that we can guarantee as his church and body. Amen. The times that you think that you enter into a season or maybe you stumble or are weak in new ways that you didn't know and you think God must be disappointed and he's left me. Just know that God foresaw these seasons ahead of time and that he's right in the middle of it, loving you just as much as he did before. He says to be strong and very courageous. And he says, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. He says, keep this book on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you be careful to do everything written in it. And then he says, then, everybody say then. Then you will be prosperous and successful. That is a condition because God says, no matter what season you're in, You learn about my character and my heart. You know it so you can trust in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful in whatever season you find yourself in. Because the bedrock of your faith isn't just a book. It's God's word and it's God's character revealed through those words that's in that book. Amen? This is the importance of the word. In fact, we just came from an international convention done this last week. And... Um, a really famous scholar came and spoke to us and he said that the number one correlation to healthy faith, no matter what the circumstance, daily relationship with God's word. There's nothing else. That is the one thing that they could find between someone who maybe felt on the outskirts of Jesus versus someone who knew truly of the grace and the love and the mercy and found him. It's, it's knowing this word. And that's something no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. We're blessed enough to have God's word always with us as well as God's love. Amen. You know, for me, I never grew up reading the Bible at all. I thought the books were Matthew, Mark, Jimmy, and John. And I remember really having to humble myself in order to move forward and say, you know what? I don't know the Bible and I need to learn about it, even the basics of it. See, that's part of the journey of deconstructing your faith and saying that I was, I was wrong. I was wrong to think about the Bible that way. And I need to humble myself in order to make that right. In fact, I think that oftentimes in our faith, the ability to grow is to humble yourself and to say that I was wrong and God's word was right. That's why it says be careful to obey every word because you have things you want to obey. But we have a God whose word is the one that's truly to obey Many of you know A.J. Swoboda from Theophilus Church who speaks there every once in a while. He spoke at our conference and he shared a story about how a man in his 80s came to Saving Grace 
um, recently, and he said that really wowed him because here is a man with 80 years of life experience coming forward and saying, I was wrong. I was wrong about life. I was wrong about my understanding of it. And now I'm going to humble myself and make it right. See, the beauty of faith is that it starts with humility. It starts with deconstructing. And then God begins to build something great in place. And so as you move into this journey, it's not just reading the word regularly, but it's, it's a humility towards the word to say, this would be right to obey this way. And I was wrong in this way. God loves humility. God is the most humble God out there. Because what his word says, when you humble yourselves before the Lord, he will lift you up, is what it says in 1 Peter 5. Not only that, but it says to do not be afraid and do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It also says to be very courageous. And I believe that no matter where you find yourself, even if you don't feel like you're a very strong follower of the Lord or you don't know where you're at, doesn't matter where you find yourself because the decision to be courageous is a decision you can make wherever you're at. We have seen, and parents can speak to this in the room as leaders, people who have followed the Lord for years but not make the decision to be confident or courageous in their faith. Likewise, we've seen people new in their faith who may not have the knowledge of Jesus as well as others be courageous because that's a commitment and a decision you get to make every day. I'm going to be courageous with my life. I'm going to be courageous with who I follow. And I'm going to be courageous with who I'm going to become like. And that's Jesus. And so I'm actually going to invite the worship team up as well. I'm going to invite Hayden to lead us in a time of prayer um, over seniors. But as um, he comes up, I just want you guys to know that no matter what season you might find yourself in, that the God we serve is bigger than that. And no matter where you may find yourself in future seasons, when you say God is taking stuff away, it doesn't mean that God isn't who he says he is. All it means is that God is breaking something down to build it up even greater. God is our foundation. God's character, God's faithfulness is our foundation. Paul would even go as far as to say that if the resurrection isn't real, my faith would crumble. And that is a great thing to hear. Because if God isn't who he says he is, my faith should crumble too. And if it doesn't, I'm scared. But because God is who he says he is, our faith will always remain strong. Amen.